Welcome back. It's Saturday on Han Talks First. This is our second attempt at doing this show because we had some tech issues before, but it looks like it's going okay now. But shit happens. I am Han. And I'm Lava Girl. I mean, Chris. <laughs> and today we're talking about Loki, episode three, but all of the entire show. So open spoiler discussion. If you haven't seen it, come back later. And Watch we're going to give you our thoughts. Uh, it's been a crazy week, so a past couple of weeks, so we didn't get mm-hmm. to do an episode last week. But we're here now. Feel free to let us know your thoughts in the comments below and or check out some other episodes of Han Talks First Podcast on YouTube or on your podcast app of choice. So let's just jump right into it as we do every week on our Marvel talk shows. We start with what you thought of this week's. <laughs> Insert the cowboy meme like. <laughs> that's me watching the show i'm i'm so into it i can't wait for more i'm so sad that we're halfway through now apparently halfway <laughs> that's crazy this last episode was incredible and that's not just me being biased because i cried a lot it was great visually great character development great just the way it was done great references amazing Without getting too much into it, so you can say your thoughts and then we can get right into it. That's pretty much all I think. Okay. Uh, so for me, well, my initial response, which I tweeted out, was I thought this was the most well-written episode. I, I've kind of drawn back on that a little bit, um, but I still think it was well-written for what it was trying to accomplish. And I thought, like you said, it was visually amazing, the coloring, the cinematography. Uh, I think they were shooting on a similar soundstage to the volume, which is what Mandalorian shoots on. Um, And the performances are great. I love the new character, Sylvie. I think she is a good actress. However, I don't think we learned enough about her yet to kind of understand what her purpose is in the show or who she is, where she comes from. Mm -hmm. But I like the actor Mm -hmm. and I uh, can't wait to see where they go from here but uh overall i i think it was a good episode a weak middle part of the series mm-hmm. but we have no idea what's following up right. so it's unfair of me to say at this moment but I, I have a lot of things to talk about this uh you know each each significant part and things like that and also i guess we could talk about some of the social impact on you know some people are kind of talking about online both the positive and the negative and uh, kind of break it down here for you guys and let us know your thoughts as well. So let's start off by, since we both mentioned how good the cinematography was and the coloring was, let's just talk about that first. It's just, Oh my God, the set design, the colors, it was all so stunning. And also I will, I know that you just brought up like very generally about like the social stuff and like representation wise, but this show, I mean, this episode had a lot of by lighting, and I think it was on purpose. Look at that. Look at it. Tell me that is not intentional. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> it, it was all stunning. I love these kinds of color palettes with neons and like, look, oh my God, look at them. The, I know Lamentis is supposed to be like super tragic and whatnot. And I'm just like, they had style, dude. I'm glad that they're gone now. <laughs> Look at them. Also, oh my god, I love Sylvia and Loki so much. Look at them just being angry and like having to work together (laughs) and get to know each other a little bit more. And I do think episode four or like at least 
coming up, we do have a lot of Sylvie backstory to go through because we do have the casting for young Sylvie. We have already seen her in photos that have come out of, or video, I think they just screenshots of that, where she is in Loki outfit but as a kid. So it was like probably before like she- Like a flashback of the show? Mm-hmm. Oh, we're going to see flashbacks of her? Yes. We're going to learn about her. Oh. I knew that was coming. I knew it would be the next episode or the fifth episode because yeah. they always do that. Not with Marvel, but in general, like they mm. usually go back in time before the grand finale, right. which is okay. <laughs> but yeah. I, I, that's something I didn't want. But you know did what? They, have that for Falcon? they did not have it for Falcon. But WandaVision they for did sure. have it for WandaVision and they had it for the Mandalorian right. season one. And I can't, I, can't think of anything else i've watched recently i think they did it for the dark crystal but mm-hmm. I, I don't really remember that much but anyway yeah mm-hmm. um and for me the the coloring the the lighting the camera work all that kind of stuff was really great especially mm-hmm. the dinner scene yes. i apologize for these poor quality photos there was nothing of high quality i could find in I the world yet wish that they would add this to avengers campus and like a back part and because i mean they can in California Adventure, they can serve alcoholic drinks, and they do that at Pink, at Pin Labs. Mm-hmm. I wish that they would make this little tiny, kind of make it like Oga's Cantina. And oh, yeah. I would be so happy to visit this place. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, the, the colors in this episode were completely different from what we've seen already. You know, before it was kind of orange very, and very retro, orange, yeah. and it had like a, you know, a 70s feel to it. Mm-hmm. And now we're jumping in. I mean, of course, it takes place in the future, so it kind of makes sense they would want to change the look, but yeah. also an alien planet. And, but yeah, the, it, everything just matched perfectly. It's kind of like almost pasteled and... It, yeah, I just fit the tone of the content that we were getting in this episode. And I was really happy with how it looked. Right. And like the train gave me a lot of uh, Snowpiercer by the way of Hunger Games. Yes, Snowpiercer. Definitely. It was very bad, but like make it super flamboyant. <laughs> it kind of seemed like the <clears throat> capital people. I know like Hunger Games, they do have a train. And it's just like a regular train, but make that the capital train. And that's literally what it looks like. And I'm just like, ooh, this is fancy. <laughs> I don't know that. <laughs> I don't know Hunger Games. Games. But you've seen like, made, oh, it's Emily Favorite. She's wearing Elizabeth. Like, all the, I've yeah. seen her, yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. Those vibes, like just like very colorful, pastel, and like ornate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like your hair. Yes. <laughs> Um, so what, what else about the show? What's next on your, your, your things to hit? I wish I could <laughs> zoom in on your face. <laughs> that was not the best word, way to word it. But I want to touch on Loki is by and it's canon now. And so is Sylvie. Ah! I was, I do have one fear <laughs> for the show and that it is that they will make Sylvie the only version of Loki on the show that is shown to be a like female presenting. Because Loki, even like him, like that version of him is also gender fluid. And that's like in the comics, it has been confirmed by like the Instagram account, like promotional material. And I'm scared they're going to be like, oh, look, that's him as a girl. And I'm like, no, 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 that's a different person. It's the same person, but it's a different timelines version of him. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm just hoping that they still follow through on that because they can't do that. <laughs> but, oh my God, it was done in such a like subtle but sweet and honest way, like how it would come up in the conversation. I do think it was a really important piece of representation and also acknowledgement of the character of Loki, not only from the comics, but from the Norse mythology. Because Loki pretty much can be anyone that he wants, not just because he's a shapeshifter, because he likes to reinvent himself and he has a lot of like multitudes to him and who he is. Yeah. And who he loves. <clears throat> I mean, he's literally given birth, so like anything could happen. Right. Yeah. So uh, obviously, that was the, uh, I mean, I wouldn't even say it's like, um, what's the word? Uh, oh, well, a lot of people are acting like this is like, a retcon or like a right, um never mentioned uh what is it called uh social oh, uh, like pandering or virtue signaling that's the word which like chris just said it's not i mean it's in the marvel comics already that he is you know not just by but he you know will be with anyone he wants to whether that's a thing or a <laughs> a person or an animal or an alien which is completely unrelated because, right right yeah because i mean he has I mean, he, I think he gave birth to a horse. <laughs> I think that's what, if I remember correctly, that is what happened. But that is a completely separate thing. That's more the shapeshifter side of him, not gender or his orientation. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. And um, for the people watching on the video, I think we're having a really bad connection issue. So yeah, I apologize. If you cannot hear or if it's coming in choppy, please let us know because we have to fix that right away. One thing I said to Chris after we didn't watch it together, but we watched it separate. And when we finished, uh, she texted me and said, oh, my God, I can't believe that happened. That was so great or whatever. And I said, yes, it was done very well. And that's where my comment about the writing is so good in this episode came from is that specific scene. It's clear that this whole episode's goal was just for that one thing. I mean, even the director herself said it. this was like her main goal for the show, which I think is taken out of context of her other goals for this show, because I don't believe I don't believe Kate Hannon signed up for this job just so she could make Loki bisexual. And that's it. I mean, she's I I think people take that comment out of context, understandably, but still understand that that was the goal for this episode, I think. I don't think anything else mattered in this episode. And it, to me, it doesn't because there was only one significant thing in this episode mm-hmm. that I think you can take away from this and without having to watch the full episode. And that is that the time keepers, or I'm sorry, the, the TVA. TVA workers don't know that they the former, were created uh, like, or yeah. f- from Earth or, or wherever originally. Former variants. Yeah, yeah. Which is crazy. And I, I have a theory. And it's probably super common for this episode. It's not the theory that I told you, but this whole thing, this whole episode, the time that they spend together, like figuring more stuff out and knowing about each other is all because they're trying to fix the thing. The thing is Loki can literally make illusions of anything. So I think that he was doing that on purpose to get more information from her. Not only how she uses her own powers but to figure her out and that's why they were having these conversations within the whole adventure that they had and at the end uh, it shows it <clears throat> being broken i don't think that's real i have i have theories about that too let me finish this thought first and then because um back to what i was saying again about the goals for this episode um i believe bisha bisha k i can't remember her name the writer for this episode mm. 
Bish, Bisha something. Um, she, I believe her mandate was to write a standalone episode uh, with the reveal about, you know, them being who they are or whatever. And I think she did a great job. I don't think it was... Um, one thing I told Chris was it did it it revealed it in a way that it didn't have to put down anyone else or say uh, or it, it wasn't like in a passing thought which which would have felt forced it was done in such a diegetic way it and was, it was done and like monitored by people who would have been in that situation and how they would actually talk about it because it's not like oh make I feel like if it had been a bunch of like straight people pandering, it's like, oh, it's Pride Month. Let's slather everything in rainbows. It would have been very stereotypical, made a huge deal about the coming out. And most times you're just like, hey, by the way, here, there's a specific information. This is who I am. Let's move forward. Now, you know, here's some context. Right. Yeah, that's the thing. It didn't feel pandered and it could have very easily yeah. came across that way. And they didn't make like, oh, you, it's all good. You do like. So we just like, yeah, I get you. Like, it was very just mutual understanding. Let's move forward because that's not what this is about. But it's cool that we learned more about you. Right. Yeah. yeah, 100%. So obviously, that's the main takeaway in like the cultural circles on social media, what a lot of people are taking from it. But as far as like the actual stuff that went on in this episode, uh, I saw a lot of people talking about the development of characters was really strong. I actually disagree with that. And I want to know what you think. I thought there was no development of the character Sylvie. I thought we didn't learn anything about her and but they tried to make us empathize with the fact that she's a girl who had wrong done to her and now she's trying to make a right almost yeah. but we were first introduced to her as a cold blood killer right. setting people on fire and I mean maybe the TVA is bad but she knows that they don't even they're under some kind of hypnotistic spell which means that she's killing them for they don't even they don't even know why they're being killed almost right. so I'm confused about one, uh, what character development people see, and maybe you do as well, and what the relationship is between Loki and Sylvie. And like you just brought up too, who's manipulating who? Someone is in a trance. Mm -hmm. That's what I think. Someone is. It could be either of them, literally. Right. Or maybe and it's like an inception thing. And Sylvie made this scenario in, Loki inside one is, person's head. Yeah. Yeah, because it's just it's there's no way off the planet unless mm -hmm. owen wilson comes in and's like right, hey guys i got you wow. wow but okay so the de character development i want to hear what your thoughts were because you said you like the development i like how you get to learn more about them like i know that they're gonna like actually flash flesh it out more i do think that with sylvie you get to see how their both their upbringings were so different and how their viewpoints as they were shaped by them is so different how Loki, even though he had been gone through like so much, he had his mom, Frigga? Frigga. Frigga, yeah, sorry. I, I'm always like, I don't know how to say her name. Like, I don't know <laughs> how to say things that are in Norse. <laughs> oh! There, I guess it just needs better. to cool down, cool down a little bit. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, sure, Odin, terrible dad, until like his last five minutes of existence but Frigga was always there for him she taught him magic she helped him like she was the one person that had accepted him well have you heard the Frigga theory oh that that Sylvie is actually a younger version or an alternate version of, of Frigga I've heard that I don't know how I feel about and it and it's the version 
of Frigga from the alternate version of the comics where she hates that her one child is that Odin brings home a child that's not as guardian. So that's why she says in the show, I hate the name Loki. Don't tell me the name Loki because she ran away from Asgard when Odin brought home Loki for an ice giant. <laughs> and that's and uh, that's a crazy theory. I don't think it's true, but yeah, I don't think so. I think it's pretty creative. <laughs> There's a couple of theories that I could see happening, like the one that I told you where it's uh was it? Oh, that she was a Loki variant, but then like she got taken in by the TVA, but then she found out about herself, then went against them, and that's it. And then Mobius is either a Loki variant or a Thor variant. I want one of those so bad. But I don't know which one yet. And I also think like it could also pretty much be Loki, or it could still be, I mean, this still be just Enchantress, but through a Loki variant. Probably like old Loki or like an elder Loki, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Had been shaped into being basically a new Loki, but she's like, I'm my own person. Yeah. I, I just, I mean, I, I can say fun theories and stuff, but I really just think it's she's a Loki. Yeah. I mean, and honestly, that's the most straightforward one. They probably will just do that. I think mostly I just tell myself that is because that's what the show has told us and i don't want to get myself disappointed by setting up an True. expectation or a twist that that's is never going to happen <laughs> right she's mephisto um i guess before we move on i have to welcome josh Hello. to the chat because josh it's been a long time my friend welcome back Hello. it's good to see you uh, I see you're throwing in a bunch of great comments. Um, I guess I will just highlight a few of them as far as the production does quality is phenomenal, which we both said as well. Tom Hiddleston is fantastic. Yes. And uh, Josh actually thinks that Sylvie isn't really an actual Loki, but was adopted by an old Loki. I haven't heard that one yet. That's interesting. What do you think about that, baby? I think that might very well be true. It's kind of like how people were saying like she is the Enchantress posing as Loki and this one she would be like an apprentice to Loki and that's how she can shield herself and appear to TVA as a Loki variant. Maybe she even took his place in as a variant. I don't know. Okay, sorry guys. It looks like we, you know, our picture froze, but our audio is still coming through, so we're just going to get to look good and I'm just We're going <laughs> to You look great. Um and I, I also saw his Josh's comment here about, is it possible that Loki still has the Tesseract and could use it to save them? We never saw him it taken back from him after it was retrieved from Casey's desk drawer. We actually did see it get taken away. Um, the woman who put the collar around his neck, the guy in the background actually picked it up. Uh, I, I, caught, I was looking for that too. That's why that's the only reason why I noticed it. And but I think, you know, to build off of what your comment was, I think he has the time stone. Because if you remember in episode two, when he was, or was it one, when he found out the Infinity Stones were paperweights. So he picked up the time stone and held it. And, he, and then the guy was like, yeah, they're just paperweights. And we never saw him put it back down. And then in episode three, we see him stop a crumbling building from falling, but not just stop it. He also puts it, it back. back in time to where it was. Yeah. Which so, would be an interpretation of his powers, but it really probably is the time. So it does look exactly how that looks. Yeah. And to comment off that, uh, as far as his... Um, we're just going to uh, keep switching cameras. Sorry, guys. To comment on top of that, Loki's powers. Mm -hmm. What are his powers? First of all, Loki is a god. 
Right. When he's first introduced into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, he takes he's he's able to take over the planet Earth all by himself. If it wasn't for Captain America, Iron Man, etc., he would have done it. He is a right. god. He has insane powers. He's a magician. He he's it's tough to be a god. But I felt like in this episode they completely depowered him. And and then we randomly see him stop a building from falling. Yeah. It's like where has this been? Why? Well, first of all, why have we never seen him do that before? And second right. of all, he got beat up by goons on a train. That too. What? It's, it's super weird because, like in the comics, Loki is literally like boom, boom. In the MCU, we've seen him be powerful, but it's mostly through tools like the Tesseract or like certain, like the Mind Stone, stuff like that. And it doesn't make any sense because basically in the MCU, I I love MCU Loki, but. Instead of being the god of mischief, they made him the god of knives. Because Loki does this to <laughs> That's true. I love it. It's not the extent of his power. I feel like he's much more powerful than that. And I wish that they would let him kick more. Yeah, that's... That's, the, that's my opinion. That's the thing. I'm just confused about what his power level is. Because, I mean, one of the like my biggest concerns for the MCU as a whole has been... People are becoming omnipotent and more powerful every time a movie comes out. And it's like, well, then what will the threats be at that point? Because Iron Man, for example, got way more and more powerful per movie. And then to the point where he could be stabbed by Thanos and be okay five minutes later. So it's like, what's, what's, what am I like? What am, yeah, what am I rooting for here? Like, he, I'm, he's, they're going to be fine. But with Loki, they're kind of going the opposite direction because I feel like we've lost a bunch of his powers. Yeah. But Another question on top of that, uh, relating to his powers, when he was brought into the TVA for the first time, shouldn't he have been an ice giant? Because Owen Wilson says, mm-hmm. when you're here, none of your powers work, yeah. and you are who you like the truly face. are. Mm-hmm. Doesn't Loki disguise himself as a human? Or to look as guardian, I guess? I mean, I guess. It's just probably their budget for like. <laughs> And the effects, but or I guess I you could like say his... Odin is the one that put the spell on him. That could also, be and it was like an irreversible he was spell. Do his like power. He does still have his powers. I feel like he can still create illusions and like manipulation more Sylvie's power, but he can definitely like influence and create scenarios. Basically. Yeah, I see. I see. Uh, the other thing about like kind of who these who these characters are and stuff about Mobius. <laughs> Uh, I believe there's multiple Mobiuses. Mm, um, it's a Mobius strip. It's a Mobius strip. Like when he was in the the judge's office and he put his cup down and she was like, the rings. He was like, they were here when I got here. She's like, yeah, you did it. Right. It's like he doesn't remember doing it or whatever. And then... Or she, being getting reset. Oh, that's a good one too. He's being reset all the time also, ever, every time he does a job. Theory. Before he got turned into a TVA agent, he was a jet ski professional or enthusiast. And that I could is see why that too. He's so into it, and he's like, "We'll have to try it someday." Wow. What if it? Oh, wow, kachow! What if he? What Here's if we? We, <laughs> we end this series with him riding off into the sunset on a jet ski, that would be so cute. and then he meets Falcon Winter Soldier in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. This man's got wings. Um. So what else from you about uh, about this show? been said oh i thought it was really fun to see how each one of them has such a different approach to problem solving when they're trying to get 
that lady to like tell them where to find the station. And Sylvie just goes and like, boom, like kick ass, take names, chew bubble gum. Mm-hmm. And Loki's trying to be like, hello, I am your long lost husband. Oh, oops, oh, so is he abusive? I'm so sorry. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that shows you how they're both basically people who have similar goals, but they're completely different in like how they go across getting to that sylvie has had to teach herself be the only one looking after her and basically oh oh my god i keep moving so much here i hope it doesn't sound like i'm constantly farting i'm so sorry you can cut that out please (laughs) but um yeah i just feel like it talks it says a lot about who they are as different versions of the same person like how much someone's positive reinforcement can really change how you see the world and how you act toward it. So you think it was there was, you think there was chemistry building. Yeah. So, to talking about that scene specifically, what was the point of that scene? For you, is it building a relationship between the both of them and identifying their similarities and differences? For that one, it was more like how they differ, and then later when they're at the bar, it's more of them finding common ground. Okay, see, I'm watching that scene, and then when it ends, I was like, I wonder what the significance was. And then by the end of the episode, I was like, what the hell is the point of that scene? Now, before I go on, let me continue to say, this is my favorite MCU show so far. <laughs> this, Are you sure? I am like, I, I criticize everything. That's just who I am as a person. I, it, it doesn't mean I don't enjoy it and love it. Um, I really do. And I said this episode was fantastic when it ended, uh, my, my first thoughts about it. The, the only issue i'm having is i can't i can't i can't tell where the show is going to go i have no idea what we're, what's going to happen next and it might, the next episode might reveal that episode three was the most important episode of all time but for me it's like why are we why are we on this planet why are we spending so much time here it felt like episode one and two was like dun 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 dun, dun like building 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 but and then it was like oh we're gonna chill out on this planet for a little yeah. bit and so i think this is kind of like a technical technically like a bottle episode and in real time i don't think that it's happening in the time that it feels like I feel like this is just like a second or so it's pretty much like a dream or like relativity yeah it's like I mean the show is already playing a lot with like the perception of time and how everything plays into each other chain of events yeah so I feel like this episode isn't happening in real time and it's just within their heads or maybe they did end up somewhere but then it's just basically an inception game of manipulation toward each other because I mean Sylvie was asleep at one point then she wakes up and Loki's like having a party which amazing also I loved that part with him singing an Asgardian and then with the another I'm just like oh it just made me feel really nice and cute Yes, him him singing was the highlight of this episode for me. That was my favorite part. Let Loki sing more. Had no Let idea. Zemo dancing, Loki singing. Had no idea he could sing, and it, it was beautiful. I was like, "There's no way he's singing that." They <laughs> dubbed that. They just found a someone who sounds like him. But damn, it was good. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one more thing I wanted to to comment on. Um, and you just said it. I can't remember what it was. Um, about the episode being. Or about Loki singing. I don't remember. I said that I think this is not happening in the real time because the show plays a lot with like timelines and perspective. 
Oh, that's right. So, uh, yeah, and the whole idea of like this is happening in somebody's head. Somebody is being enchanted on, or someone has a spell upon their head. And I believe it could be, it could be um, Sylvie that is under the trance because there was a weird cut yeah. in this in this episode where they were talking, and then out of nowhere, it cuts to her waking up from a sleep and it, it was very odd watching it because i was like that's an interesting choice but maybe it was like for time and then by the end i was like i wonder if she's like in a spell similar to what you said when he pulls out the transponster and he's like oh it's broken mm-hmm. that wasn't the real transponster yeah. or if that's whatever it's called i can't remember what it's called the and temp pad temp pad and he has the real one mm-hmm. still in his heart so yes. to quote him I think that the episode Sylvie was manipulating him, but as soon as she wakes up, she is being manipulated by Loki. So the Inception thing? I mean, yeah, I could see that happening too. Likely, if anything, or maybe nobody was manipulating anyone. They were trying to get in each other's head, and then once she wakes up, she's being tricked by Loki. Be- because it's more yeah, and it's because the common critique of this episode is how god awful the dialogue and writing is which i disagree with i think it was great and i think i I hear it a lot and i think it was important because all the questions are very specific how do you do that charm how do you how how, who taught you magic oh tell me about your mother all that kind of stuff i feel like they're trying to get into each other's head so they know how to manipulate each other i still don't think they're friends oh no and they're definitely bonding but they're not friends right trying to trust each other and not get that's why it's so it's so difficult to discuss this episode because it feels standalone. So it feels easy to judge it and be like, right. that sucked. But it it's probably it not going to end up being standalone. It probably goes, I mean, it obviously goes straight into four because it left off on a cliffhanger, which was annoying. Oh <laughs> that was really so frustrating. Um, but yes, there's this. It didn't feel like a lot happened in this episode. But there is a lot to unpack from it mm-hmm. at the same time. I think it's just all shrouded in mystery at this point. I feel like it was important not only for the big reveal about the uh, variants turned TVA agents at the beginning um, that they showed the girl with Sylvie at the bar and like the whole scenario of how she literally constructed a, her past just to get information and asking multiple questions, even like the whole thing distracting her by using what a brain freezes to try to like, extract more things and be like oh where did the other brains go like that was it best cold open ever also Haley kyoko happy pride month that was an am- amazing <laughs> opening to this episode mm-hmm. and the thing is like it seems super out of place and i'm like yeah, oh my god wait is this sylvie's backstory she seems the same age so this is kind of weird and then i'm like oh this is all like a game and that's how she gets to people. And that's why the other agents, she was like, I told her everything. Yeah. And she didn't even realize. Yeah, that fantastic opening. Mm-hmm. My favorite one so far. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Uh, let me go into the comments here because I see Josh is saying some stuff. I would love to address it here. Um, what? Oh. <laughs> we don't judge you for being gassy, Chris. Audio listeners are so confused right now. Um, uh, I don't know. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. Um, I think that's all I have to say about this episode. You, you two? I mean, I think so. I think we touched pretty much on most of the things we wanted to say. Episode um, two is my favorite so far. Mm-hmm. I love that. I mean, I like all of them so far. I do have like certain things that I wish could have been done a little bit 
better of course like like you I you can it could be better but <laughs> but honestly I am enjoying this thoroughly thoroughly <laughs> another I low-key enjoy it thoroughly I can see hit the love I am too, but yeah, episode two is my favorite so far. Um, I just love the buddy cop detective type stuff. Yes, oh my god, I feel like Loki has just been having really good chemistry and like in interactions with every character because either even when at odds or not, I just they have like the banter and like back and forth between the characters is always so fun. Yes, I do want more Morbius Loki shenanigans. I yeah, I do too. Um. But yeah, I I can't wait for episodes four and five because uh, didn't Tom Hiddleston say that those were his favorites? Too? Tom did say that episode four and f- episode five are his favorite episodes. So I cannot wait to see what that is. And don't forget, we also have Richard E. Grant showing up in the show. Oh, what? And he hasn't showed up yet. Oh. The theory is he could be a timekeeper. Oh. I honestly don't expect to see the timekeepers. No. I'm going into it not gonna expecting to see them. Wizard of Oz thing. Oh, like man behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. I can see that. And it's or just made up. What if it's the literal Wizard of Oz? Oh my god, that would be so funny. I do think I'm starting to really think about like the whole thing with uh, the Kang thing, mm-hmm. and that Kang is monitoring threats to his power, and that's why he let the Avengers time travel because it didn't affect his rise to power because it would, but. Basically, people who would have trying to overthrow him, like Sylvie, that's what he's trying to stop. And that's oh. why he's taking her in. Stuff like that. Like, stuff that doesn't affect him. Like, oh, people going back in time? Yeah, that's fine. Whatever. I don't care. I can see that happening. Which could be a reason for that. Because, I mean, I think regardless, like I had said in the previous episode of the after show, I think that the whole Avengers going back in time didn't really affect the timeline. It was more to like fix it. It still aligns either way, believing in this theory or not. Yeah, I can see that too. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that is it for us today, everybody. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. Let me try and get the camera back up one last time so that we could say goodbye properly. Uh, looks like I cannot get the camera back up. Okay. Well, you know what? I'm going to figure this out. I'm sorry this happened. It, I know it's frustrating to probably watch this or listen to it, but I'll figure it out and I'll get it all worked out. You know, trying, trying new pieces of equipment here and it's, it's, it's all, you never know what's going to happen. So yeah. Um, but thank you guys so much for listening. appreciate it. We of course will be back next week with another uh, Loki after show. And Han will be here talking about so many cool things from Star Wars, including the Bad Batch, which I hear is getting really good. That is right. Um, discussing episode nine bounty nine? lost oh my god <laughs> <I meant laughs> tomorrow <laughs> tomorrow i might be doing it live we'll see and then of course if you're if you're still with us you know and you want to support us at streamelements.com slash han talks first slash tip you can tip to this channel and submit a question or thoughts and we will tr- if they're you know topic related we'll use it as main topics on the show Speaking of Bad Batch, there's another episode of a bonus episode of Han Talks first coming this week that is about bounty hunters, all about the guild, bounties, how they're paid, all that kind of stuff, which you can check out Bad really Batch soon. Bad Batches only. <laughs> oh, thank you, Josh. Thank you for coming in. It was nice having you. Thank you for listening. Agreed. Well, 
Thank you guys for being here. Thank you. We're signing off. We will see see you very soon. Loki looking forward to it a lot. Thoroughly. Loking. (laughs) Loking. Thoroughly enjoyed this time with you. Bye, guys. Bye.